The Smile High Morning Show with Danny Williams. Weekday mornings at 9. Tough day to have to go into work. Durant to Denver is still in play. And the cowboy calls it quits. All on a mortar launching, grinder appealing, 4th of July aftermath Monday edition of the program. Let's go, Danny Bailey. Who do you think you are? I am. That's right. What it do, baby? What it do, baby? Yeah. Got a good one. How was your fourth? Danny Bailey. Uh, it was actually a great day. I had a lot of fun yesterday. Um, okay. Got to go golfing in the AM. Ah, useful. Useful. Yeah, and then I went and spent all, all afternoon and a good part of the beginning of the night at Wash Park playing some volleyball. So had nice. a lot of fun. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, did you guys watch a show anywhere? Did you launch? Did you go launch mode? Didn't launch any, but I have a west-facing apartment, and nice. we look out, and it's a pretty unobstructed view of the mountains, yeah. and there were just shows all along the front range, so we were just kind of watching from our balcony. It was pretty, Danny pretty Bailey's, sweet. Da- Danny Bailey's balcony is like the sandlot that one night a year where the fireworks light up the sky, you know? It's like a night game, you know? And Benny's like, let's go get back to work because everyone's like, wants to watch fireworks. And the jet out there has got to keep these guys in check, especially, you know, with a, a fat kid and a bunch of rejects. Yeah, there were a fat kid and a bunch of rejects <laughs> on the on the roof of our parking garage. Really? Watching, and they were just watching the fireworks from there. and Smoking doobies like the kids do? Well, I don't know. There may or may not have been some of that. But then some people were lighting some off from up there, too, which I don't know if that was kosher. But uh, so we we just went back to our apartment and we were like, we can watch this from our apartment. And yeah. Peace. Well, so that's what we did. One of the main reasons why my family moved to Douglas County is to purely straight up launch. They don't care. It was a freak show. I mean, everyone was launching all up and down the streets. Um Shout out to Jurassic Firework uh, and Artillery World, which, okay, so there's Jurassic Fireworks, right? It's like a big, giant building. Well, they opened this Artillery World, which is like three giant buildings in one. It's open year-round. I think I'm going to start doing um, every fourth of the month fireworks. You know, September 4th, let's launch. I'm going to put on a show, a little 20-minute show for the neighbors. No big deal. Start with some... Sparklers gonna move on some bigger fountains, uh, maybe some little whistlers, and then we're gonna put you know launch motor style. So it was fun. It was you know JJ and I rolled up. Um, I saw that picture of him with the cart full of fireworks. That was a lot of fireworks. <laughs> well, he was like, yeah, well, go get a cart and you know, start grabbing some fireworks. So I saw some person with like a giant cart. So I waited to find one of these super giant carts, like a, a Costco cart. And I just started filling it up with stuff. And then a couple of years ago, he was like, yeah, okay. All right. And he just let me out the front. <laughs> this year, he was like, oh, I'm going to have to add this up. And I was like, oh, shit. I was like, yeah, the numbers, 
um, should be, shouldn't be just right. So it was like, yeah, I'm gonna need you to take one of these assortments out, and then like, if you take this out, and we're good. And JJ and I looked at each other. We're like, swing. It was like just everything you would ever want it to be. So you know, we we're rock, we're rocked and stocked. I got something for you. I'll take care of you. Do you like a little assortment pack, or do you want something to launch crazy when the time comes? What do you want? Uh, I don't need anything crazy. You don't want anything cray? No. Even for like a one or two time launcher? Well, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. You let me know what you got. Okay. We'll talk about I'll take it. care of it. <laughs> so, yeah, 4th of July was great. Had a little fun, you know, weekend with the family. We usually have sports and things going on all the time. And we went to the Rockies one day. We kind of did a bunch. It was fun. It was good. It was fun. Um, Okay. A lot of stuff, man. I don't know where we get started. NBA free agency has been pretty wild. Uh, UFC had a good one over the weekend. Uh, Adesanya, Holloway got beat up. Um, what else? I uh, talked to Jake. He was like, talk to Jake, Danny. <laughs> oh, man. This poor sap. Um, yeah, he's missing us, guys. He's missing us real bad. And he was like, Oh, hey, Danny. It's been one day. <laughs> he hit me up yesterday. He was like, um, yeah, these dogs rock. Uh, great job I have. But um, you think I could maybe come in this week This week sometime? And I was like, I don't know, man. That Danny Bailey's, you know, we're pretty we're pretty full on schedule, man. Danny Bailey's got us all booked up. Why? What are you, what are you thinking? What are you thinking, Jake? Maybe I slip you in for a quick call between Juan and um, uh, Jerry. Mike, you'd be able to get you in for a quick call. He was like, oh, I was thinking co-host. Oh, oh, you're thinking co-host, Jake. Okay. Well, I'm sorry, Jake. But you're... No, he didn't get fired. Jake's like, oh, you're going to fire me, Danny and Vince McMahon. Well, how are you going to fire me, Danny and Vince McMahon and Nate Lundy? We're not ready to quit. It wasn't like that. But I think, I think we're going to burn him. Or a fake one. Uh, well, we have Todd on the line. I don't think it's Todd Burnham. <laughs> okay, real quick. Uh, Jake's going to come in this week and, and sit in and hang out. He was like, I'm missing you guys already. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Love it. I told him he should come back. I told him he could come in once a week and do whatever he wants and hang out the whole thing. You know, figure out money. Well, stuff I don't know or about whatever, whatever he wants. Well, not whatever he wants because, yeah, my bad. I mean, like, because who needs him anyways? You know what I mean? Like, we've already moved on. But uh, let's go out to the hotline and get our guy Todd. Hey, Todd. How do you know it's not Todd Berman? <laughs> well, because his name's not Todd Berman. It's Todd oh, Burnham. It? Oh, I know my own name. I think <laughs> I know my own name. Well, I'll tell you, at least you know that because when like you roll up, the cops roll up and you're like, call my lawyer right now, Todd Burnham. <laughs> but you're Todd Beerman. They're like, no. Todd Beerman's, you know, that, their slogans there. Todd Burnham is no slogans, just great lawyers. So how was your fourth? Good. Just. I just called in. I was watching the sorry Seattle, I mean, uh, uh, Cincinnati and Rams Super Bowl. Yeah. I didn't know that the freaking coach of the Cincinnati Bengals was 16 yeah. and 32 and number one. Oh, my God. That's a horrible record, dude. The coach? Yeah. For the Cincinnati Bengals, his oh. record, 16 wins, 32 losses, and one tie. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. That's, they won ten games dude. this well, yeah, but they got Joe Burrow and then they he got hurt last year or two years ago. That was his rookie year. They started to win. He got hurt. That, that was that just his second year last year, Joe Burrow? 
It was. No yeah, way. Is that true, or is that his third year? Yeah. No, no it was his second year because they won. Damn. LSU won Joe Burrow might be the truth, bro. Well, I don't know if it is. If he's the truth, then that coach is crap. Well, he, he was he, once he the coach is good. He took him to a Super Bowl once he had a real quarterback. I mean, any but coach it's is going to be quarterback. It took the Super Bowl. It's not correct. It's, correct. Yeah, but there's there's no there's no quarterback in the history of the NFL other than Vic Fangio who can make you competitive without having a quarterback. Yeah, I, I give I give you that, but he Joe Burrow did take it. But come on now, sixteen wins actually dude, come and in the Super Bowl that's crazy. I'm wrong dude. about that. I'm wrong about that. Joe Gibbs won three Super Bowls with three different quarterbacks. Yeah, but he had team playing and yeah, no, and I know it was a different era, kind of too era. Sorry, but what, so who <laughs> had who had the worst who had the worst coach wreck? Record ever well, in the Super Bowl, yeah. Well, probably that coach, crazy. at least on a winning percentage. Oh, well, do you know what? There's probably been a coach. Think about it. Who was on a team, uh, lost for two or three years, got fired, came back to another team, and then won. I don't know about won a Super Bowl, but won. And so it looks like I got to think about that for a little bit here. Yeah, that's it. That's because the only one I know that would say it would be Dan Reeves. That'd be the only one, but he got the winning record, right? Oh, he's got a real winning record. Dan Reeves has to take yeah. 200 wins or something as a coach. He's yeah, one of a handful of guys. Dan Reeves yeah, might have more coaching wins than Shanahan, but that might be blasphemy. I got to think. I got to. I'm just, I'm just saying though. I'm saying when he went to the Super Bowl and, and with the Broncos, Dan Reeves, when he went to um, the first Super Bowl against the 49ers, was his record bad? No, he had Elway. They won right away. The first year, Elway struggled. The next year, they won like. They won games. Elway's yeah, one of the greatest winners in NFL history. He's only had a couple losing seasons. And then he was, you know, hurt for a season. And uh, yeah, I don't understand how that dude could even be coaching, get an extension. That's, that's a, that's, he's young. That, that coach dude? is like 35 years old. He was one of the youngest in the league. And, you know, they don't really fire coaches there. Remember uh, yeah. who was the black coach? Uh, good dude. Marvin Lewis. Uh, Marvin Lewis was there for a, a very long time, very successful there. Out for you know. It oh being yeah, I there. forgot about that. I yeah, Marvin Lewis that. was a yeah, good coach, yeah. really good coach. He's, he's not a good coach. He's just a coach. Just well, yeah, but that's <laughs> that's one of the loserest, most pathetic of franchise in the history of professional sports. Ever. Them in Cleveland. Them well, in Cleveland. Well, yeah, Cleveland, you know, used to be the Clippers for a long time. You know, the the Jaguars have now entered that kind of talk. Um, <laughs> Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, hey, um, when you light fireworks, do you put that pony up in a bun, or how do you keep the hair yeah, out of the... Uh, just, why are you just so I'm racist, not being racist. Dude. I want to know. These are hair things I need to know in case they decide to grow out. <laughs> Your hair will never grow out, dude. Well, I chose not to do it. In, the, in high school, I had flowing locks, and then we all bleached them like Eminem. <laughs> <laughs> You, you, your hair would never be able to be flowing, dude. You, your hair is too curly. I was like, what's up, ladies? My name's Slim Shady. I'm the lead singer of D12, baby. That's what I was telling all the chicks from. D12? Remember that one? Yeah. yeah. And I was like, ba da 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 You had the whole routine down, huh? Yeah, we did a little thing here. Me and the boys. We're like um, kid and play, you know, when take the party over. So you're all sad now that Jake's gone, huh? No. <laughs> Actually, Danny Bailey is great. He does everything that Jake does, but he's like cooler, a little cooler and taller. So you're just racist because Jake's not there. That's why you're talking all that smack, dude. 
I got to pump. Listen, you know, when after Kyle left, I had to say all the same things to pump Jake up. And I was like, <laughs> so I just go to Jake every break and be like, every now and then be like, hey, I'll tell you that, Kyle, man. You're way, he sucked, man. You're, way, you're just way better than he ever was. I just want to let you know. No big deal. Just just telling you, you know. All right, we got to go, bro. Broncos, everybody else sucks. Like. Later. 303-831-1340, the hotline as well as the text line. We'll get into stuff. There's plenty uh, college football stuff right now. Is Man, it's just so heartbreaking for the Buffs because if this were 25 years ago, CU would you know be the pick of the litter. CU could go to the Big Ten. Oh, look at the Turn it up here. Let's do this. Yeah. This is good. Do you know what I, I'm sad and mad about? I was thinking this. I blame my generation for not putting Eminem up higher on a pedestal. Because he like... I put him up there myself. He so. like not fell off. He just wasn't like transcendent. We don't look at Eminem like we look at Biggie and Tupac. Yeah, but I mean... It's tough. Ugh. It's tough for a guy you like know, Eminem. I know so many other like rappers hit after too, but... I don't know. He's I mean, he is the white rapper. He's special. Yeah. No one sounds like Eminem. No. My band, my band, my band. All right, 303-831-1340, the hotline, as well as the text line. Danny Williams, Danny Bailey, Molly Sports. You just want to see it backwards, don't you? Hey, Dad, how come we don't rap our proceeds? The Smile High Morning Show with Danny Williams. Weekday mornings at 9. Um, would I know it? Can I get I it? would hope so, yeah. But it might throw you off because it's a collaboration. Let me hear it. Turn up. Coldplay? Collab. Well done. With... Oh, was there another voice coming up? Uh, I'm not sure when they come oh, okay. in. This is another group, though. Yeah, there, there it is. Oh, <laughs> that's Jungkook. <laughs> it's BTS. What? Coldplay yeah. BTS collab? Damn. Jason would never be good enough to find something like that. He would find, like, old BTS. It'd be like, smooth like butter. You know, well, that's the one that we have in the system. <laughs> <laughs> Dang. Oh, there's Suga. Um, okay, 303-831-1340, the hotline, as well as the text line. Um, thanks for being with us. 98.1 FM, 107.5 HD3. Lots of ways to get involved with the show. Um, okay, so... Ooh, CJ Crown shout out to the game we went to, the little day game on Sunday, hit two three-run bombs to bring them back in a win. Uh, I don't know what happened. There was a little, there's like the sports, little um, um, authentic stuff, uh, game you stuff section that's down by third baseline at Coors Field. So we'll go by game balls and things like that, which not a lot of teams sell game balls, only like four or five. And that's, that's, that's like the next one of the next things, I think. You know, game balls, single individual like hits. Like I have a bunch of Charlie Blackman hits. I have some Nolan Arenado hits. You know, balls that were pitched by Kershaw, hit by Arenado, 
you know, uh, fielded by um, Turner and thrown to first to whoever's playing first that day. And it's all marked. All the guys touch that ball. You know, there's only so many hits. A buddy of mine, Mike Navratel, has Arenado's last hit. Beat me to it. They put the balls out like at a certain time. It's a pretty cool one. His last hit is a Rocky, which is kind of cool. But anyway, my point is I bought a game you CJ Crone bat, broken bat, gamer. And it was like, I think it was not. It was like with the sales stuff. And I was like, it's uh, I'll take the Crone because it was with a bunch of other guys I never even heard of. And they're like, yeah, okay, well, cool. Well, there's a Crone in there. Like, yeah. So bought this gamer bat the same day he hits two three-run jacks. This guy's pretty special. I mean, you know. <laughs> He's a Blake Street Bomber. This guy is a Blake Street Bomber. So, um, yeah, that's enough for Rockies. They don't deserve it. Um, Durant stuff. What's the latest? Did, he, did we trade? I was surprised that I didn't see a big trade go down over the weekend. I think. Because I feel like around 4th of July is usually when some of these big things really happen because it's right after the start of free agency. It is. Everybody's it, in the mix. It'll happen and I think it'll happen pretty quickly because the next season is kind of starting. I mean, you got summer league games going on right now in Vegas and uh, before you know it, it'll be the start of the season. So it feels like the Heat are the closest right now. It feels like the Heat are the closest because he wants, there's a bunch of talent for him to play with. They have young guys that they can compensate and harrow and uh, I'm not sure yeah, how to buy I mean, yeah, but is that package going to work or is Kevin Durant not going to want to go if it's in exchange for an out of bio? I think Pat Riley is one of the 10 greatest, actually one of the five greatest non-basketball playing figures in the history of the National Basketball League. Yes. Nice. And um, I think Pat Riley's got magic in him. And I don't mean Johnson. I mean uh, the something where he, the way he talks to guys uh, like, you know, Jerry West does, makes them believe they're going to go do great things there, relates to the guys. Um, again, he landed the greatest free agent. And now we don't have to do it again. But uh, in LeBron, I mean, he lured LeBron there. So uh, I think Pat Riley is going to find a way to tell Kevin Durant what he wants to hear. I think. Yeah, I know, man. Damn it. So I think the Nuggets kind of third. Nuggets kind of third, it feels like a little bit. But this thing's not over yet. If I'm the Nets, I don't give in. And also, I think a package of. Uh, Bones Highland, Michael Porter Jr., and three first-round picks, and Aaron Gordon, if I have to, you know, you don't want to do it, is better than anything that Tyler Harrow, Duncan Robinson, I mean, it's one too many white guys for me, you know what I mean? Don't get me wrong here, but, um, or whatever else they could, you know, Adebayo would be an interesting piece, but if you really, you know, those are potatoes. Michael Porter Jr. and Bones Highland still have the poten- you know, potential to be the star. Tyler Harrow ain't no star. You know, he's a very nice side piece. Six man of the year. Yeah, exactly. And only five guys start. So, um, okay. Would you think Durant to Denver's dead or it was never a thing? I wouldn't say it's dead. I just think, like you said, there's a couple places that are definitely more attractive to him. And there are places that probably can offer more and are willing to offer more. Yeah, because Calvin Booth is building something here, picking up where Tim Connolly left off and kind of putting his own fingerprints on on the whole thing. And I don't I don't know. I think 
It, you said the Nuggets are third in line. I think they're lower than that. Like behind who? Okay, so who are your first two? Miami and if probably and Phoenix. Phoenix. Yeah, I would say the Warriors are higher. Um. Okay. Just because he I don't, already wants to go there. I don't know that that's true. No? I don't know if I believe that. Because I think they have a lot of good young talent, too. He's he's thoughtful. He's smart. He's um, He really understands the history of the league, and he knows his place in the history of this league. You go to, go to Golden State and win one or two more championships, that really doesn't help your legacy. It doesn't. It doesn't add to your legacy. You go in, but is Kevin Durant a guy that doesn't care about his legacy? No, he, he just cares. wants to win. You no, think he no, does care? No, very much cares. I don't know. I don't think people that care about their legacy. He's are on won Twitter that much. Uh, he's emotional. He is, and that's okay. Um, you know, so am I. He's Kevin Durant's different, and he knows what he's he has fragile. to do. He's very fragile. <laughs> What's that from? Big Lebowski. That's a good one. Ah, yeah. <laughs> I'm the dude. Uh, okay, so we'll move on from the Durant stuff. I just feel like the Nuggets are in play. I really feel like they have one of the top three, two or three or four, you know, packages in terms of compa- compensation that would intrigue the Nets in starting over. And... I think Kevin Durant understands if he goes and wins somewhere that has never won or goes to Miami and wins, you know, it'd be big. It'd be big for his brand. All time big for his legacy. I really believe, again, he does that. He jumps into magic and bird uh, territory. Where do you think he's under those guys right now? Yeah, for sure. Where do you think his legacy would be most significantly upgraded? Um, if he goes there and wins. Phoenix, Denver, a place who's never you won think before. even Denver? Because, yes. I mean, Jokic is back-to-back MVP. It doesn't matter. They've never, you know, we haven't done Just because they anything haven't won anything? Him. If we win, yeah. it'll be because Kevin, you know? Absolutely. And a place who's never won. Because you become an all-time hero in that region. Imagine regionally Kevin Durant becoming a hero here. Um, you know, it's that'd be powerful for his, his brand. So... Uh, yeah, a place who's that'd be the best for his legacy. And I'm talking about, you know, the storybook stuff, the stuff we're going to talk about when, you know, 20 years from now. Going back to Golden State wouldn't help that. Winning in Brooklyn would have been a big deal for him. You win a championship last year or this year in Brooklyn, it would have really put him up there and you would have been like, okay, this guy, you know, he did it. He did it on his own Um, as the, you know, or at least as the star. He's the star when he's playing with Kyrie. Kyrie ain't the star. Durant's the star. So, I don't know. Go back to Oklahoma City. They got a bunch of young studs. Play around. Get Russell Westbrook back. There. I don't know. Okay. Got uh, some USC stuff. The Cowboy Cerrone. Retiring. Puts those mats, uh, those gloves in the middle of the mat. As a signification of this career is over. And uh, we got choked out. Dude got choked out. He's like an actor now. We had him on the show a bunch of years ago. And it was the worst interview we've ever done. He was horrible. 
it was just like, what are we doing here? Why, why is he, why are you doing this? Like, I feel like with a lot of fighters, it's, it's one end or the other of the spectrum. You just they're, either, on the they're either great or they're terrible. We've had Cormier on a couple times. Great. Love him. Uh, Nama Yunes, like she got it. She gets it. You know, uh, Amanda Nunez. Thug Rose, she's a goat. Look, the Rose. Uh, Amanda Nunez, and <laughs> she wasn't really, she backed out. You're right. You're after right. she heard some of my Ronda Rousey stuff. You know who the Karate Hate is? I've heard the name before. I'll recognize <laughs> it when you say it. Kim but... Watterson. Okay, yeah. Yeah, okay. Let's go to break. 303-831-1340 hotline as well as the text line. Got to get into the college football stuff as well. What you know? What, what does CU do? Beg to get back into the conference that they left? Oh, I don't think. I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll rank them out. We'll see. We'll slot them. Where's Oregon go? You know, where's um, is Boise State uh, ripe for Big 12? Does Boise State go to the Pac-12? Right. Oh, oh. That one's a little more realistic, <laughs> <Okay>. I think. <laughs> There's still Stanford and Oregon and Cal. Never mind. It wasn't as good as it sounded in my head. <laughs> Oregon State, the Washingtons. Can you get UNLV in the Pac-12? Sure. Okay, yeah. The D2, Pac-12, Pac-12, D2? Um, Pac-12, Tier 2. Tier 2. Let's not call them D2. They're D1 school. All right, Smiley Sports. It's okay, D. Don't you regret not coming to the next. Don't you regret not coming to the next. The Smile High Morning Show with Danny Williams. Weekday mornings at 9. Yeah. I love this song. 303-831-1340, the hotline as well as the text line. Stream us or watch us at milehighsports.com. Radio on demand tab. While you're there, we'll get you podcasted versions of our uh, previous works. I'm at tweets Danny on Twitter. Danny Bailey's at dbailey5280 on Twitter as well. You could text the show uh, or call into the show. And that's cool too. We appreciate it. So, man, CU football. Let me tell you about CU football back in my day, Danny Bailey. You're a mere fetus. And the late '80s, early '90s, and the you know the mid '90s was like the mecca, the ep- the epicenter, because CU became so cool. The colors, the brands, the gold and the black, um, like one of the big Nike brands, one of the big Nike brands that you know before every college football team got outfitted, Nike had to kind of choose you a little bit, you know. And man, um, you know when like rappers are wearing your gear and stuff, you've made it. And CU just had it going, Bossa Nova, man, in the 90s. Yeah, Ice Cube in the CU hat is a, <laughs> it's a hard look. So it's just like, man, uh, the, the buffs really meant something. And, you know, it's been a long time um, since the buffs mattered. And I, I don't, you know, you're young. And, and guys like you, you're, you know, 30 years old or younger, you might not even kind of get it or understand it. But to me, back in that day, when the buffs were on top, the fandom and the pandemonium of it 
was like the closest thing to Broncos country, you know, Broncos championship kind of fandom. It was like that for a while. And then it went away. Gary Barnett, you know, was kind of the end. Dan Hawkins kind of was, you know, buried the program. And they've never been able to recover. It's Division One football. football. <laughs> this ain't intramurals. Go play intramurals, brother. No, forget about Dan Hawkins. But, man, that was just like, it was, he cursed them. It was the beginning of the end. He comes from Boise State, and you're thinking, man, the guy who built Boise State, imagine what he's going to do here. Well, he did. What he did is put his kid at quarterback. Put his, you know, Division II talented kid playing against some of the best talent at the time in the country. So, man, that's it. If this were the 90s and even in the early 2000s, CU football, man, they would have a lot of say-so in a lot of this stuff. And they would have went with um, USC and and uh, UCLA with Oregon to another conference. Or, I don't know, maybe would have helped the Big 12 be relevant relevant enough to not have to leave it or be good enough to where the Pac-12 looks like. It's not just USC and UCLA and everybody else. So I don't know about the ACC. You got to take a look. Clemson, you got Miami, you got North Carolina basketball. Um, did I say Florida State? Did I say that? You did not, but they are there. Yeah. So that conference, I think, will survive. Can and will survive. And a lot of people think the big... And it's on the East Coast, which helps. For sure. And That's I, another thing that hurts the Pac-12. People think the Big 12 is going to survive. And that if there's a home for CU or maybe Oregon to go try to find, you know, why would they want to take CU back? I think that's a very probable spot for Oregon. I think, if I, if, you know, they'll tell CU to hit the bricks. Probably. They'll tell CU to go to the Mountain West. Sorry, player. See you come to the game. They don't catch no passes. See you come to the game. Just drop guys from behind. When see you, when I see see you in Atlanta, I'm gonna beat see you's ass. We shared the same agent, so uh, we. Sorry, player. You don't do nothing. You come to the game. Don't catch no passes. You come to the game to chop guys from the back, and he got the same agent as me. So when I see his ass in Atlanta, I'm gonna beat his ass. Yeah, it don't, it don't matter how I win. He tried to do something dirty, so that's why I'm gonna beat his ass. Give us a good text or two. Absolutely. I've got a text here from F. Lewis about this very subject. Okay. He said, kind of sad that football is killing the Pac-12 conference of champions, not just football. Yes. Uh, not wild about my gutty little Bruins joining the Big Ten. Wish they could just form super football conferences and leave other sports as they are. Yeah, that would be cool. I mean, Who like wants Bruin baseball in... Michigan, Ohio, Minnesota, Wisconsin, F. Lewis. And I don't know if that if he means baseball or basketball. Um, either way. But listen, so like Valor, um, as of a couple of few years ago when I was like doing the preps some prep sports up, they Valor played in, you know, five A football against the biggest and the best. It looks like a Coors Light, man. Looks like he just pounded a tall Coors Light. No, it's a <laughs> it's a coffee drink. I'm like, that's badass. Um <laughs> <laughs> uh, Oh, but Valor then, the rest of their sports, Danny, played like 4A Jeffco. So like the softball girls team and like all the other played like 4A Jeffco League. But their football played somewhere else. It's, you know. That's well, that's like a little, a little bit like 
not a hundred percent, but Notre Dame, their basketball program is the, ACC. The problem, the football program is independent. The problem with that is that the football team pays for all the other sports. Tennis don't make no money. Girls softball doesn't make a lot of money, but they got to travel and the equipment's expensive. The lacrosse teams, the stuff is expensive. They don't make no money. You know, it's like football and only a handful of basketball programs pay for baseball and all that kind of stuff. Irv told you, Irv Brown made CU baseball what it is today. Ready? Out a of business. Oh. <laughs> a club team. That's funny. So, yeah. F. Lewis also says, uh, always remember the days when CU fans threw oranges on the field when they qualified for the Orange Bowl. Damn. Imagine that. Being in the Orange Bowl? No. I can't now, imagine Now it. the best arms are actually in the crowd. Ouch. <laughs> I mean, they haven't had a quarterback. Last quarterback they had was a safety. Last good quarterback they had was a safety, and they moved him out of town. And then, what about Steven Montez? You didn't like him? No. Three zero three eight three one thirteen forty, the hotline as well as the text line. Who was the dude we won the? Uh, they went to the pro. Cephalufa. Cephalufa. Cephalufal, or uh, I think uh, it's Lufal. Cephalufal. Yes. Cephalufal. Cephalufal. Man, CU sports. What? How tragic is that? One of the great brands in collegiate sport 25 years ago. One of the great brands. And then, you know, up there they thought, oh, man, no, no. It's about academics. That's what the people want is books. No. they. If, if your football team wins, they will come. They still have one of the coolest pregame traditions of any school in the country, in the world. Really? Because uh, I've Ralphie they, running. They still do that? Oh, yeah. They got a, they got a, a baby buffalo now. Ralphie number six. All right, all 3,800 in the crowd tonight. Let's see Ralphie. And Ralphie comes out. You know, it's half an empty field down there. I don't know. It's cool. The, the experience is cool. JJ and I check out a couple games every year. You got to go early before it gets cold. And Bolton Field special. See you as an institution. <laughs> Incredible. I mean, like, as a whole, it's got to be a top. 20 university, 25 university in terms of everything. Total package. Total yeah. package. In the, in the beautiful in campus, top three. Oh, no doubt about it. Top five, 10. I'm sure there's some other, you know. Eh, right? No? I'm biased, but top three. JJ's going to Pepperdine. Oh, yeah. I've heard good things about Pepperdine. The baseball field is if you hit home runs, you hit into the ocean. It's in Malibu. Oh, wow. And you hit baseballs into the ocean. You'd be out there in a canoe getting some. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to live on the beach. Homers? I can't afford to live out there. I'm going to have to live with JJ and like the Chase and Liam. <laughs> uh, okay, 303-831-1340. JJ's like, oh, guys, my dad's going to stay with us, but he's going to buy us liquor too. Now they'll be old enough then. Damn it. What do I bring to the 18? table? Oh, wait. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, 19, for, 20, first, 21. First couple of years, they'll need you. Oh, yeah. All right, guys. Who, who ordered the Boone's Farms? I got the, some St. Night Special Brew over here for Cade. All right. 303-831-1340, the hotline, as well as the text line. It's Smiley Sports. Spins the verb, lovers it curves so frequent to her. Oh.
Rolling with the fatness You don't even know what the half is You got to pay to play Just for shorty bang bang to look your way The Smile High Morning Show with Danny Williams. Weekday mornings at 9. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What is this? I am, like, filling up with hatred for my stepdad. Who is it? Would I know it if I heard a voice? Uh, I don't think you would know it. You're hearing a voice right now. I don't think you would know it. this is the voice? Oh, Drake. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh. This nigga got body by Pusha T? This nigga didn't hide in his kid from the world, but his world wanna hide from the kid? It's, uh, you might know the, like, the DJ. I don't think you would know the other group. Oh, yeah, the DJ is, uh, it's Paul Oakenfold. I could tell by his. No? Sasha and Digweed? No, that's, that's close, though. Oh. It is just a dude's name. Marshmallow. That's not a Damn, dude's it's name. just a dude's name? Oh, a Moby. No. First Damn. and last. And he's a techno dude? Yep. And I would know it. You might. I don't know. I'm not I'm not hundred percent sure Damn. how deep your musical knowledge goes. Now in, I'm like if I don't come through here, I really look like a punk. No. Yeah, it's uh the guy's um one of the best techno dudes. Is uh <sighs> the best techno dudes is um He's got some songs with Rihanna. Ronnie from Jersey Shore is one of the top DJs. No? He is. That's true. DJ Polly D. Oh, Polly D. That's why. (laughs) What did I say, Ronnie? Ronnie. That's one shot. That's one shot, kid. Uh, uh, I give up. Just tell me, damn it. David Guetta. Oh, I would have never got that. You've heard the name before, though, right? Never. No? David Guetta? David Guetta. No. I would definitely not Guetta. I'll play some more David Guetta on the show throughout the week. You'll get to know him. Okay. Uh, Thanks for rolling with us this morning. It's 9.50 a.m. We're live from the Tech Center. Lots of ways to get involved with the show. Uh, Djokovic was down two sets to zero. And was that plus money, which was good enough for me. So I dipped in a little uh, taste. And now I have a cash out. But this 20-year-old... Uh, Italian kid is making this thing interesting, and I'm trying to see what's going on here. Do I just do I leave thirty dollars on the table in cash? I wouldn't, but I'm that my betting philosophy is very cash out averse. Okay, I don't cash out. You don't cash out. I wait. I wait until it hits. You're 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 playing. I'm in. I'm going down with the violin. I'm going down. Yeah, everyone else is abandoning the Titanic. Yep. I got almost a double up on this. Should I cash it? Yeah, if you think it's, it's Djokovic, I'm going and, against. And, but, and it's yeah, you're you can't go broke taking a profit. This sinner's uh, Italian for oh, I got 99 right now. Right now it's a seventeen dollar loss. Not a loss, seventeen dollar. I'm leaving on the table here. Yeah, I would take that over the thirty. I guess. Let me see what happens the rest. Do I do it just cash right now? I I already told you I'm against, my, I'm against it, but a lot it's of your my, money. I got to tell you, money. My, well, here's my history, betting history. Um. A lot of caches like this end up winning for me. Yeah, I would imagine so. Yeah, I'm. You gotta let it ride. Wait, what? I just almost cashed it, and I just canceled it. I thought you said that a lot of the ones you cash out end I did up say winning. That, yeah. So, so why wouldn't you just let it ride? 
I don't know, Danny. It's just the way God made me, okay? Okay, that's fine. Uh, 97. I'm cashing. I just cashed. I tried to. I was hoping mm, to I, get. I was hoping yeah. to get some plus money on Curios the other day when oh. he was down two sets. I'm very curious to hear that. Tell me more. That's about That's how it. you pronounce his name, right? Yeah, Curios. He's a son okay. of a B. He's he's a real he's jerk. good. He's entertaining. He's one. He's, he's got like, one of the greatest greatest servers in the history of the National Tennis League. Um. Mackinville. But it wasn't uh that I didn't get plus money even when he was down. Ah. So I didn't bet it. I was I was blown away. And he was playing, I think, a ranked guy. It was I saw that. He was down the first set, one to zero. Um uh na Nakasash Nakasham Nakatori Nakatori Plaza. No, what is it? Um He's an American. Oh. Yeah, he but he was um Nakatori. Here he goes. Here he goes. He beat uh Nakashima. That's what I said. He's what American. I said. He's American. <laughs> Brandon Nakashima. He was down the first set and then uh, actually was down. Dude, that went five sets. That was a five set thriller. I had Nakashima I guess he at was plus only, two. Yeah, I guess he was only down one set. But I, I had Nakashima at plus two ten in like a parlay, thinking he was going to pull off the upset. America. And then who did Kyrios play yesterday when? He when there were like no antics, that was Nakashima. The one before, that was Nakashima. Yeah, I before, thought that was it was Tsitsipas. Oh, Tsitsipas. 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 Who was the number four ranked player on in the tournament and beat him? Upset special. They're yelling at each other. It was crazy. That Kyrgios is kind of a wild dude. Okay, about one minute left in the first hour we will keep our eye on that Djokovic uh five setter right now it's one to one in the fifth set Tiger was a little pro-am saying he kind of prioritized the British Open over the U.S. Open due to the leg okay sure why not you know there's only certain uh courses and tournaments that, that Tiger can win I mean like the major championships there's some there's going to be some these the open championships, I think, give him a better chance to win because, you know, it's wide and open. looks like you're hitting into burnt grass, and it's just, uh, I think, more forgivable for Tiger. And I think that kind of link style, ah, useful. I do the fight for free. I think that's kind of stuff, uh, you know, plays into Tiger. Better, better than these tricked-up courses here uh, these days in America where the PGA Championships and the U.S. Opens are being, where Tiger, you know, helped, made Torrey Pines and Augusta change the courses because of, you know, his domination over them. So, the you know, Tiger, it's hard for him to compete now um, at, you know, some on some courses. He just would never have a chance to win. I don't know where this Open Championship is, but um, it'd be cool if Tiger won another Isn't major. it the old course? Where's that? St. Andrews? I believe so. Okay. Let's go to break. Coming back, I want to talk about this Brittany Griner stuff for a little bit. I'm not like ever. Oh man, Biden! Thanks a lot, Biden, for five dollar gas. You stupid idiot. Go, Brandon. Okay, I don't do that kind of stuff. And I'm not like, you know, Trump's makes made us all look bad. You know what I mean? You know, I'm gonna be so presidential again. Uh, so like, whatever. They both suck. Give me some young stallion. I said, you know, I'll vote for him with the hot wife. That's what I'm looking for as president. But, like, 
You can't get Brittany Griner out of freaking Russia? <laughs> what in the world are we doing there? Because she had a little marijuana? You know? Yeah, she... Tall. Good morning, Snowflakes. How you doing? Great, great. I just wanted to say thank God for Donald Trump. I love you, Mr. Trump. Thanks for trying to save our country. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go to break. 303-831-1340. The hotline as well as the tax line. Hey. I like America and all that, but our politicians are very, very horrible. We got the worst politicians. I didn't get a single call from a politician yesterday wishing me a happy 4th of July. But what? You got from No, who? I think that's just, you know, that's a problem. <laughs> they should be thanking us uh, for our support and our loyalty and our patriotism. This Lopez guy who's running for governor, I think. He was on, like, I don't know if, like, with Kyle Clark or someone. And he asked the know they're going to ask him these questions. He was like, 25 years ago, you were arrested for domestic assault. You hit your wife. Or like he was like, it was like, well, he was like, well, we all make mistakes. Vote for me for governor. And I was like, whoa. You know, I, you know, Kyle. If we look bad, your history is probably not perfect ever, uh, e- either. Um, if we look back and got into your, you know, closet and uh, vote for me, and I was just like, whoa, that's what it takes nowadays. And no, no disrespect to this guy or whatever. It was just like the only thing I knew about him was he did an interview and he was talking about that kind of stuff. Are you leaving now? Or are you gonna do one more? Um, I probably gotta head out, okay. but I'll I'll get you I'll get you started with the next segment, and then okay. I'll. I'll do a seamless handoff to Alex. Just show him what like the on and off is and all the kind of stuff. Oh, like he that. knows. He knows all that. Yeah, he fills in for me on afternoon drive from time to time. He's done the hockey show. He's very familiar. Okay, well, I'm not smoking a heater and I don't have running shorts on and a pullover. I ain't Eric Goodman with my balls hanging out all over here. Okay, I'm regular. I'm regular little Danny Williams. We do a different show. Alex, you ready to do this thing? Let's go. All right, it's Molly Sports. Last minute was over.